This is Open to Hope Radio, featuring Dr. Gloria Horsley and her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley, coming to you on behalf of the Open to Hope Foundation, dedicated to those who are looking for hope after loss. Welcome to the Open to Hope Show in partnership with the Compassionate Friends. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, and I'm here today with my co-host, the Executive Director of Compassionate Friends, Alan Peterson. Hi, Alan. How are you doing, Heidi? It's uh, an honor to be with you today, uh, doing another fantastic radio show with uh, a great guest, and we always have good information, and we always get inspired. Today, we're going to really be inspired with this show, I, I truly believe. Absolutely, and I love hosting shows with you. We've done many, many shows over the years, and I really enjoy it. And as you know today, Ellen, we're going to talk about finding hope after a military loss. And we have a wonderful guest, and her name is Ida Gonzalez. She's also known as Mommy Mom, Mama Gonzo, and I love that. And she is president. <laughs> she's president of Butterfly Circle of Friends. Her son Michael was killed in action in Baghdad, Iraq, on August 28, 2008, Butterfly Circle of Friends is a nonprofit created in memory of Michael, and it assists military veterans and their families. Sharing her love for Michael has been her way to survive, and she's certainly done that. Welcome to the show, Ida. Thank you. So, Ida, yeah. um, I guess we'll start out hearing a little bit about Michael and about um, how you ended up starting the president of Butterfly Circle of Friends in his honor? Well, um, Michael joined the Honor Reserves in 2006. And as a mother, I really wasn't excited about him joining the military because mm -hmm. there was a war going on. And I told Michael, Michael, there's a war going on, and that's where you're going to go. And... He told me he didn't care. Well, I cared, but I'm, I support my children right. and what decisions that they make, so I supported him. And I understand that. You, it sounds like from what I read, he was very passionate. He wanted to serve this country, and you wanted to support that. I certainly understand that because, as you know, I have a son that recently graduated from Fort Benning, and he's in the Army as well, so... I understand when these boys are really passionate, this is really what they want to do. Even when we're hesitant, they are on a mission and they are on their journey. And it sounds like he certainly was. He was definitely on a journey. And and living in New Jersey, 9-11 um, was, you know, September 11th in New York was very close. It's a, It's only 45 minutes from... New Jersey, and um, my kids were in school at the time, and the first thing I did was run to the school to get both of them out of there, and I don't know, um, at the time Michael was 13, and I, I don't know if that was something that stayed with him until he was 17 and desired to join the military, but it did impact his life. So it, it, that could have been one of the reasons why he wanted to join the military. Um, Either that would not surprise had, me at he all. He had the desire to be um, 
a police officer. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that was it was one of his ways of getting to be a policeman, um, you know, one of the stepping stones for him. Right. Because he, he was a military um, police. That was, was his MOS in, in the Army. Yeah. Um, so he had the, the long-term goal of being a police officer, and he was trying to lay the foundation to do that. And I certainly, given that I live in Midtown Manhattan and I am back here because of 9-11, that's why I moved here to work for the fire department. But that has definitely influenced my son as well. Like you said, these kids were really influenced um, by what happened on 9-11. So, so moving forward, Ida, um, you know, once your, once your son died and you, you received this news, how did, you, how did you survive at that point? How have you gone on? What, what, can, you let us, what can you tell us about how you've, what you've done in this journey to get where you are today? Um. We started um, our our organization, Butterfly Circle of Friends, in in October of 2008. So it was like three short months after Michael died. Wow! Because people were donating, um, I think donating or sending gifts to our family in Michael's memory, money and and different kinds of things. And I, I originally. Um, In, in his obituary, I said to send money to adopt a U.S. soldier, and I was originally like an ambassador for them to raise awareness for the soldiers that was deployed because Michael sent an email of how awesome it was that people from all over were, were adopting and him as a, a soldier and sending letters and, and gifts you know, food and stuff to them. You know, um, one one of the his adopters sent him a box of Twinkies um, mm. with pixie sticks because she asked him what he wanted, and that's what he said. Send enough so I can share with with the unit. And that box never really made it to Iraq. It came to me and our family because he wasn't there anymore. So his mail was forwarded to to us here in in uh, New Jersey and I forwarded it back to the Iraq to his unit because wow. that's where he wanted it to be so um, and the one day I said to my husband I says people you know are um, want to support us and <clears throat> I says why can't we start a nonprofit you know and and help in, in Michael's memory. And, and he, he said to me, well, well who's going to donate to us? I said, I don't know. I said, but I think God will provide. And it's been um, successful in, in my um, opinion. You know, I never expected to be a large nonprofit. <clears throat> And every and everything we do in in Michael's memory, the the soldiers that were with him in in Iraq love it. And and it's not it's not only healing for our family, but it's very healing for them. They like to see that 
that people are not forgetting Michael, and this is the way we do it, is, you know, honoring him um, by raising funds and donating it to other organizations um, that provide services. And most of the organizations that we're providing service to are organizations that help soldiers with um, PTSD or homelessness and... um, yeah, I I love all you're doing, Ida. I was noticing, like you, like you said, the vet programs and the housing and the college scholarships and the and the five k race you did. I mean, you are doing so much, and like you said, these soldiers they develop very close relationships with their battle buddies. They are like brothers to them, and and it sounds like it's healing, not only for your family, but it's healing for everybody that knew Michael. And and it is. Mm-hmm. It, and- that's where the Mama Gonzo comes from. Oh, okay. They, they all they all call me Mama Gonzo. Oh my gosh! Now, I love Mama this. Gonzo is not something that Michael's civilian friends call me. It's right. the <laughs> Michael's nickname in in Iraq was Gonzo. Oh. So th- that's where the Mama Gonzo came from, and um, all of them call me Mama Gonzo. So so you've adopted a whole bunch of boys. It sounds like. Uh, I love, men and women. Oh, not, men and not, well, I should say just, that it's not just men; not it's just women boys, too. Men thank and you, women. thank and you, Mama Gaza. I have a lot for, of cl- close relationships with with many of them. I love and, it. I love it. Uh, wa- watching because when when we went to the deployment ceremony, right. and um, and I never really met. Um, all of them, because Michael was an army reservist. Okay. And um, and the way army reservists get deployed is, is if there's units that need bodies right. <laughs> from other units, they'll they'll take soldiers from other units and to create um, a cohesive unit to make to make sure that they have enough of everybody. So so Michael actually deployed with. Um, soldiers that he he didn't even know. Wow! When wow. he left and standing in the um, the auditorium, the location of the the unit, and having the the unit in front of me, I I just looked at them all and I says, "Oh my goodness, they're all babies!" Right and right. Many of them were um, as young as Michael, 20. How, how and, old was know, Michael? 19, 20, 21, 22. Okay. And, you know, as a mother, 20 may not seem like a baby to some people, but it, he was my baby. And they were young. And to watch these young men and women grow into mothers and fathers and... Um, it has been awesome. I've they call me Mon- Mama Gonzo, and I've adopted them as my own. I love and, it. Which is I'd, awesome. I'd, I'd I'd like to you know when, what I love about your story, um, and, and once again, I'm I'm sorry for your loss. Michael sounds like a terrific young man, and and for the sacrifice, um, I, I so honor uh, his service. I have a a stepson that was a Marine. And so, um, you know, I understand that apprehension, but I certainly 
you know, don't understand, you know, military loss is unique unto itself. But what's fascinating about your story is that it applies to any loss, uh, any type of grief. And to those families out there who have lost a child, I'm I'm always fascinated because you started your foundation in October of 2008, and Michael died in August. And, you know, there's people out there who say, oh, my gosh, you you know, you, you did that too quickly. You should have been working on your grief. But, you know, I find there's different strokes for different folks. And what I'd like you to talk about, because it is so inspiring, I would like to talk about what the uh, Butterfly Circle of Friends, what has it given to you? How how do you think it has affected your grief journey? Uh, what have you learned from that experience that might inspire other people who, you know, not everybody has to start a million-dollar foundation, but but we can all do something. But But when we help others, it helps us. Can you talk a little bit about the benefits to you and your grief journey and your family from doing this work? I, I believe helping others helps us. And um, the benefits. Being able, when, when you love somebody as is, much as I loved Michael, if you don't find a way to share that love, that's what breaks your heart. Right. And being able to share the love of Michael with others that I have in my heart has kept me um, above water and it's, it's just sharing the love that I have for Michael with others. And I and I think when you have so much love for somebody in your heart and you have no place to put it, that's... So in, instead of holding it in, I spread it out. Um, oh, I love that. I love that definition. You know, one of the things that... Uh, you know, I love the Mama Gonzo, by the way, too. But one of the things that, you know, I tell people... What are, you know, one of the biggest benefits I see in honoring is that oftentimes, you know, as the years go by, you know, people stop saying their name and they stop saying, uh, you know, we want to hear their name. We want to say their name. We want to see their name and honoring and doing work like you're doing. It keeps them right there. We're working with our children. And and my, my saying, and I say it all the time, is that I was put on this earth to be Ashley's dad for as long as I live, not for as long as she lived. And and what you're doing is the epitome of that. You are still Michael's mom, and you are still uh, you're creating and continuing his legacy by this beautiful work you do. And that is what inspires me, and I, and I want other people to hear that. That's what I love about doing these shows. So, uh, so. Tell us a little bit about how do people get a hold of you if they want to help you in the, in the Butterfly Circle of Friends? What's the best thing somebody can do for you that wants to help you? Um, well, we don't, like I said, we don't provide a service. So the, most of what we do is uh, fundraising. And, and it's just um, we have the 5K um, in the fall. In, in the, um, and it actually started um, – in 2009, we had a, our first dinner dance, and at the at the time, Butterfly Circle of Friends wasn't a, an official nonprofit. Um, 
but we had a dinner dance because Michael loved to dance, so mm-hmm. I figured that was the best place to start. And um, his birthday is is January twenty second, so that's why we started having it in January. Mm, and as the years gone on, I've now they're closer to the spring because just like when he was young, um, when I had birthday parties, it would snow, so I would have yeah. to cancel and and move them. So basically, when when we were having dinner dances in, in a few years, you know, it snowed the day before or it snowed early in the in the day, and and I said, well, I I need to have it where we're not going to have snow anymore, um, and that that's how it it started was with with a dinner dance. Um, I, and, I love that. And, I do too. I I love how you're doing it in January for his birthday, and how he loved to dance. So you're honoring him by having a dance. So, but um. um but like I said, we raise funds, and 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 um, we. Don't, I don't really have like a, a volunteer group of people um, at the 5K. We have volunteers come in. Um, the the um, so people come to the dinner dance or to the the 5K, or and and we do get um, funds through our website, which is you know uh, there's PayPal for donation. Um, and your website is Butterfly Circle of Friends. Yes, butterflycircleoffriends.org. dot org. And I I know the 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 name doesn't sound military, <laughs> but the the reason it's it's uh, instead of um, Special Michael Gonzalez Foundation, the Butterfly Circle of Friends is um, where Michael's um, wake was at the the funeral home. Their their logo is butterflies, and and in the, in the funeral home, they have um, pictures. Uh, in, it's actually a, a glass shadow box that have butterflies in it. So that's where the butterflies came, wow. and um, the circle of friends was um, because of my friends that after after. After Michael died, I made uh, phone calls to my friends, and they were with me for um, three weeks, like straight, to help coordinate things. They they came. My friends came to my home in in the morning, and as people were sending flowers or food to the homes, they would take it and they would make a list of who sent things. Um, wow. Um, so, and, and without them, I don't know if I would have gotten through those first few weeks because when, when, when a, a soldier dies in theater, it, it, he died on August 28th, but he did not arrive back to the, to the United States and to, uh, in the hands of our the funeral director here um, until September fourth, and he he was wasn't buried in Arlington and until September tenth. So that's a, a a long time to yeah. to wait for your person to come to right. come home. And uh, my friends were cleaning my toilets, 
And right before Michael died, I actually removed the curtains in my living room and dining room because I was watching them and, and cleaning the windows, and and they put them back up for me. <laughs> wow. So, oh, so your friends really saw you through this? Is. And mm. I, I, I wish I could show others how, how to help their grieving friends and and one thing that um it's a casserole song alan <laughs> when the casserole stop <laughs> yeah. um but the food was there was so much food and I, and i understand now why there was so much food because after the food stopped there, there was i barely wanted to eat Right. <laughs> yeah. And to to cook a meal was was a challenge. And when when you know you have a family that needs to eat, I had a fifteen year old and that needed to to eat, <laughs> and we ate out a lot. So you know, if if when the casserole stops, if if you don't feel like cooking for your the person that's grieving, send a gift card. For their favorite restaurant, <laughs> I, lo- I well, love you, that advice, Ida. Alan, what were you going to say? I just said you had great support, and I wish everybody had that kind of support. And uh, you know, you're inspiring and uh, a great interview, and you're living proof that life can go on and we can continue having a relationship with those we love. So terrific story, Ida. Yes. I enjoyed having you here today. Thank you so much, Ida. And, you know, um, I was at Plot 60 on in Arlington Cemetery on Memorial Day, paying tribute and honor to people, to Michael and everybody that was buried there. And I want to let you know that you are really keeping his memory alive. You are making a difference in so many lives today. And I love that you are Mama Gonzo to so many. And Michael is doing as much to change the world in his death as he did in his life through all the work that you are doing today through the Butterfly Circle of Friends. Thank you so much for being on our show. Yes, thank Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, Alan, that was a great show. And Ida truly is an inspiration. She is. So I, I want to tell everybody out there, if you've lost hope, please lean on mine. Alan's and Ida's until you found your own. Thank you for listening to Open to Hope today, and God bless. You've been listening to Open to Hope Radio, hosted by Drs. Gloria and Heidi Horsley. Like today's edition, all of our past programs are available on demand at opentohope.com along with helpful articles, videos, resources, and links to help get you through the toughest time of your life. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter and sign up for our monthly newsletter. Again, that's opentohope.com. Check it out today. Then be sure to stop by next Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time when we'll be posting another edition of Open to Hope Radio. Remember, others have been where you are. They made it through, and you can too, as long as you're open to hope.